what gets us to agree with somebody? I'm not talking about what gets us to think you are technically right, but you are also a jerk about it, so I'm going to disagree with you on principle. And I'm not thinking about how people can quote unquote win an argument, at least not in the way people usually think about it, with Alice shoving her point down Bob's throat until Bob just never wants to see Alice again. When was the last time you heard something that made you think, you know, I've never thought about it that way, but now that you put it that way. For me, it was a few days ago, when a friend pointed out something really interesting about the relationship between Black Panther's soundtrack and the movie. Something that I'd never thought about before, and something that persuaded me to think about it the same way. That's the kind of effective discussion I'm looking for when I listen to someone on YouTube, or talk with someone on Facebook, or listen to a podcast. A song's lyrics can be just as persuasive as the spoken word, or as the written word, if they're done right. And Big Yellow Taxi by Counting Crows featuring Vanessa Carlton is a great example of persuasive, effective rhetoric and lyrics. I'm Hunter Ferris, and for years I've wondered, why do we like the music we like? So in today's episode of Song Appeal, let's take a look at one reason why we like Big Yellow Taxi by Counting Crows featuring Vanessa Carlton. You can find the full transcript for this episode and the show notes at songappealofficial.com slash bigyellowtaxi. I want you to join me on a journey that started almost 50 years ago, on a beautiful, clear day in Hawaii, when Joni Mitchell woke up in a hotel room, threw back the curtains, and saw beautiful green mountains in the distance. Then she looked down, and there was a parking lot as far as the eye could see, and she felt her heart break at the sight of a blight on this little patch of paradise. That's when she sat down, pulled out her guitar, and started to write Big Yellow Taxi. Over the next 40 years, the song traveled from Canada to Australia to the United Kingdom to the US, topping charts in one country after the next after the next. And as it spread, it started to touch people, enough that it was covered by Moya Brannan, the queen of Celtic music. The Neighborhood, a surf rock group in the style of the Beach Boys. Joe DeSan in his French cover. Pinhead Gunpowder with their pop punk cover. Etta Magnuson, the idea of North, an acapella group, Jamin, B.B. Gaber, Bob Dylan, Amy Grant, the extremely successful Christian singer, and even Green Day. That's 11 professional covers, and that's all before its most recent and successful cover by Counting Crows featuring Vanessa Carlton. So how did it touch that many artists so powerfully that they wanted to cover it, and that many listeners so powerfully that they wanted to buy it? Through its rhetoric. Now sometimes we give rhetoric a bad rap, but rhetoric is more than just language designed to have a persuasive or impressive effect, but that lacks sincerity or meaningful content. That's a perfectly legitimate definition. In fact, it's almost a word-for-word -word quote from the Oxford English Dictionary's second definition. But for the purposes of song appeal, let's use the first and much more useful definition. The art of effective or persuasive speaking or writing, especially the exploitation or use of figures of speech and other compositional techniques. Because rhetoric can be anything from teaching 2 plus 2 is 4 minus 1 that's 3, to explaining a fan theory about the next Marvel movie to asking will you marry me? The real question about rhetoric isn't, is it manipulative? Or even, is it impressive? The real question is, does it make its point clearly and persuasively? And that's the kind of rhetoric this song delivers. Because Big Yellow Taxi makes its point clearly and persuasively through its rhetorical structure, a rhetorical structure that allows for ideas to flow persuasively from one to the next 
and allows for build-up to an emotionally powerful moment. Now at this point, someone's wondering, what's a rhetorical structure? It's the order in which ideas are presented, and it can make or break a piece of rhetoric. You see, rhetorical structure is essential to getting a point across clearly. Imagine telling a joke in any order other than setup, buildup, and punchline. Imagine reading a journalism article that puts the information in random order instead of the normal journalistic technique of putting information in the order of most important to least important. Imagine reading a five-paragraph essay from school that scrambles the order of the information, so that instead of going introduction, point one, point two, point three, conclusion like we're used to, it goes point two, introduction, point one, conclusion, point three. Those pieces of rhetoric would be so much less effective, and they would make so much less sense. So what's the rhetorical structure behind Big Yellow Taxi? Again, the rhetorical structure is about the order of ideas, not the order of verses and choruses. But in the case of this song, the rhetorical structure happens to fit into the song structure really well. The Counting Crows version has two verses, each of which is a vivid example of the song's principle that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Here's verse 1. They paid paradise and put up a fucking line With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot Which flows into the song's principle. Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone And here's verse 2. They took all the trees and put them in a tree museum And charged the people a dollar and a half to see them Which flows into the song's principle. The Counting Crows version continues to a first bridge, where we get an action item when the song pleads, hey, farmer, farmer, put away your DDT. I don't care about spots on my apples, leave me the birds and the bees. Back to the principle. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. Most versions of the song turn the next section into a third verse or a fourth verse, but Counting Crows turns it into a second bridge which turns it into something that feels like an exigence, which is defined as the issue, problem, or situation that causes or prompts someone to write or speak. And it also turns it into something that feels like a second principle. More on this later, but here's that section. Listen late last night, I heard the screen door swing And a big yellow taxi took my girl away And that seeming exigence and second principle is used to transition back into the original principle. That you don't know what you got till it's gone. That's obviously not the only way, but that's one way that song structure can support rhetorical structure. But it's not enough for a song to just have a rhetorical structure. After all, if a rhetorical structure is just the order in which ideas are presented, every song has some kind of rhetorical structure. The real question is, how effective is that rhetorical structure? And for our purposes, why is it effective? When it comes to Big Yellow Taxi, the rhetorical structure allows for ideas to flow smoothly from one idea to the next. The chorus is stating the thesis, the point the song is trying to make. In this case, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. But the only way any point can be made effectively is by backing up that point with examples, evidences, and appeals to emotion and character. The brilliant part of Big Yellow Taxi's rhetorical structure is that the examples, evidences, and appeals to emotion and character come before the point they're trying to support. That way the audience agrees with the example, and then hears the principle the example is supporting, and thinks, well, the example is true. I guess the principle must be true. Maybe that's why great speakers start out with a story that transitions into their point instead of starting out with a point and then supporting it with evidence. 
if Big Yellow Taxi or Big Shot TED Talk use the principle first, the audience might be tempted to disagree with the principle before the example comes, and they might be stuck in disagreement mode, the same way some people are as soon as the controversial topics like gun control or abortion are brought into a discussion. Big Yellow Taxi's rhetorical structure, a structure that allows examples to lead directly into the point of the song, leads the audience to agree with the point of the song more naturally. Now there's another reason why this exact rhetorical structure is effective. It consistently builds up to one point until that point hits us powerfully. I mentioned earlier that while some people turn the part just before the last chorus into a third verse or a fourth verse, Counting Crows turns it into a second bridge, and that the change from verse to bridge makes this part feel more like an exigence, the reason the song is written in the first place, and a second thesis or a second point to the song. Why? Because Counting Crows emphasizes this part after a lot of buildup. Every other version of Big Yellow Taxi makes this part just another example of not knowing what you got till it's gone. It's got the same instrumentation, the same vocal tone, it's even got the same tune as every other verse. So it feels like it's just another verse, just another example of the song's point that you don't know what you got till it's gone. But Counting Crows takes it in exactly the opposite direction. After two verses, three choruses, and a bridge, showing that you don't know what you got till it's gone, they give this section a slightly different tune, a completely different instrumental style, and a much more emotional vocal tone. That kind of emphasis makes it feel like this is the most important part of the song, not the chorus. It's the same rhetorical effect as a preacher deciding to only pound the pulpit during one part of his sermon. Now if this is the most important part of the song, we have to ask, why is this kept until over halfway through the song? If Counting Crows was going to change things so much, why not make this the chorus, especially since it's the only part of the song that actually says the name of the song? Now, Counting Crows hasn't talked about this song ever, so we might have to speculate a bit to answer the question, but I'm going to give you the best speculation I can. I want you to imagine that you're talking in a parked car with your friend Ben, and after a while, Ben just starts monologuing about this natural paradise that they tore down to make room for a hotel, and he observes, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Honestly, if I were in that situation, I'd be a little confused. I'd be wondering, why exactly are you telling me this? But I figure Ben has a good reason to tell me this, he seems pretty passionate about it, and he'll probably tell me the real reason soon. So he continues to monologue. But now he's talking about this place where they cut the trees down and put them in a tree museum, where you have to pay to see the trees that were there before they made the tree museum in the first place. And he observes again, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well now he's got my attention. And now I'm agreeing with his principle. And finally, he sighs and explains, My girlfriend left me last night. I guess I just didn't know what I had until it was gone. And I realize that's why Ben wanted to talk about environmentalism. He wanted me to understand the feeling he had before telling me why he felt that way. He wanted me to understand that losing his girlfriend felt the same way as if he lost a patch of paradise to a parking lot. And he wanted me to understand that he had that feeling before he told me why he felt that way. That way I could really empathize with him and say, I understand how you feel now. Thanks for putting it that way. Now obviously, that's not the original intention of the songwriter. That's not the exigence of the songwriter. That's not the point the songwriter was trying to make. But we're not talking about Joni Mitchell's original version. We're talking about Counting Crow's version. And when you compare the two, they sound pretty different. And when you listen to the Counting Crows version, 
At least part of the song feels like it's trying to say that the second bridge is the real point of the song, because of its emphasis and because of its buildup. Professional songwriters will sometimes say in interviews that they want specific songs to be about something in particular. Whether it's Jack Antonoff writing a song about coming out as homosexual, or the Chainsmokers writing a song about something that happened to their friend, or Tyler Joseph giving a new audience a heads up about his fans before the audience meets those fans. A lot of songwriters want to write a song about something. But to me it feels like a bit of a wasted opportunity to try to write a song with a specific point, but make that point unclear because of poor rhetoric. Or worse, write a song about a specific point in a way that gets people to disagree with the point because of poor rhetoric. And a lot of the time, rhetoric isn't used in songs to preach to people. Sometimes it's just used to tell the story of Tommy and Gina who never back down. Sometimes it's just used to get people to know what it feels like to be the last one to know the lock and the door has changed. But either way, rhetoric or rhetorical structure are important parts of lyrics that a lot of people don't think about when they're listening to music or when they're writing music. And a song can succeed or fail in getting its point across solely on its rhetorical structure. In the case of Big Yellow Taxi, the rhetorical structure is essential to persuading people because it makes the ideas flow persuasively into each other and because it builds up to an emotionally powerful moment. That's how it succeeds in persuading people to appreciate their environment, appreciate the world around them, or appreciate the people in their lives, because it communicates the point effectively that you don't know what you got till it's gone. When it comes to Big Yellow Taxi by Counting Crows featuring Vanessa Carlton, that's at least part of what gets us to agree with them. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, check out songappealofficial.com for the full transcript and for more episodes. You can also support this podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash songappeal. Again, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. In the meantime, have a great day and enjoy your music.